0: In this episode, I speak with Mitch Kelly. Mitch is the host of his own podcast, Life's a Mitch, and is probably one of the funniest guests that I've had on the show. If you just want to unwind and have a laugh, then you're in for a real treat. We keep things really casual and talk about everything from Mitch's appearances on Australian national television wearing a scrubs onesie to some of his philosophy around storytelling and making people laugh. Be sure to check out Mitch's show where you'll see a part two of our epic conversation. You are listening to In Your Element. Where we uncover stories, thoughts, and ideas dedicated to helping you find your own element. Let's dive right in. I hope you enjoy the show. Okay. Well, hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome to the show. I am here sat with Mitch Kelly. Um, Mitch, I'm so excited to have you on the show. For those of us who are listening, why don't you give a quick intro into you and kind of what you do? Uh,
1: my name is Mitch. I, um, I like long walks on the beach and I like swiping on Tinder. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: okay. So my name is Mitch. I am the host of a podcast called Life's a Mitch Podcast. And uh, essentially what it is, it's about storytelling. And uh, so I get to go all over the world, speak to people like yourself who uh, who were uh, kind enough to give me their time, share amazing stories, and let me make it funny
0: AF. i have been on fire the last few weeks, especially. So, you know, it's been great fun. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. And speaking of the last few weeks, that's something I definitely want to get into. Um, but, you know, I had I had such a laugh. Like, I was listening to you on the Don't Read the Comments podcast, and your intro... Oh, uh, yeah, did, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, the guys asked you like, oh, you know, do you want to tell us about your podcast? And then you're like, oh yeah, it's a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've uh, done your research. <laughs> yeah, you know, like for me, um, uh, every, everyone who comes on the show, like they are like, um, I, you know, they are like the superstar, right? So I I, 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 you know, try to find out what I what I can. And um, you know, I had such a fun time just kind of looking looking you up the past <laughs> couple of days, and you know, like. Obviously, like, there's been a lot happening the past couple of weeks for you. Um... Oh,
1: hasn't there what?
0: <laughs> Do you want to talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, well, um, so the other day I went to get some fuel for my car at the service station. So this is how exciting my life gets. And as I, as I went there, I, I used Bowser number two to fill it up. And I walk into Paper said Fuel and there's a little old lady speaking to the attendant. And she asked him, Excuse me, can you please point me in the direction of the bathroom? So he's like, Sure, it's just over there near the entrance. So I physically had to walk past this old lady, cranky old bitch. And (laughs) this guy instinctively says the number of the bowser out loud to whoever's walking in. He looks at me and goes, Number two. And she was still an earshot. And I kid you not, she turned around and goes, No, as a matter of fact, you fucking pervert. It's number one. What's it to you? <laughs> <laughs> and I I couldn't look this guy in the eye, but um, but yeah, sorry. So apart from that, um, I've been on TV. I was on the Australia's version of Mastermind, and on there, I wore a scrubs themed onesie. There's a there's a podcast uh that scrubs themed called Fake Doctors, Real Friends. The act the actors that played JD and uh Turk or Zach Braff and Donald Faison are on this podcast. And I got on a video that was viewed over 250,000 times. And they got tagged in it that much. The producer of that show reached out to me. So I got to meet JD and Turk uh, for real, like from my favorite show. I I was such fanboying and I made them laugh as well. So I was on point. I was on fire
0: wow that that is that is amazing like i saw i saw i saw the clips of you on mastermind i haven't seen the full episode um but like you you shared some on, on your facebook page and that was hilarious i was standing in line to grab some coffee and um i started laughing and people looked at me like there was something wrong with me um <laughs> it was it was oh my gosh it was so good i wanted to ask what what inspired you to want to want to do that and where did you get the onesie from uh,
1: so their merch store is cottonbureau.com so I just ordered it from their market and they, and they sent it out in the mail and I got this box and I'm like oh crap it's from the US, it might have COVID so I like I I, I opened it with like a pair of tongs straight <laughs> straight in the laundry tub and I, and I bleached it and washed it for a little bit and I got it back out and it faded before I got to wear it, I'm stupid <laughs> then, so why I did that um Honestly, I had the back of my mind I'm like, one, I want to make people laugh. And two, the other two other the other shirts that I took in to wear were two um like they had like pinstripes, therefore the lighting wouldn't have made it camera friendly. So the only option I had was the onesie. Mm. So it was probably predestined to make myself look like an absolute idiot on national television. but it was good fun the host was an absolute champion shout outs to mark now and um yeah it was it was really cool and it was actually an attempt to try and uh get a bit of um publicity for the podcast and yeah it must have worked because going from strength to strength i guess
0: absolutely and i've also seen that you've you've kind of turned um you've gone reddit famous as well there've been a couple of threads popping up about you um, <laughs> a couple
1: is there i've only seen one
0: um, I, th- I think that's that's awesome like when you when you showed up like for the recording what what were the people saying like backstage were people saying like are you, are you like you know did, did anyone make any comments or anything or they were just kind of like <laughs> Yeah man, you're good. Come in, come in. Like <laughs> oh,
1: the per- the first one was are you gonna need a big one of those, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the all the most awkward thing though is because it's got a zipper from sort of like where your neck is to down where your penis is. <laughs> um so <laughs> I'm sorry to be graphic. But I tell you what, I gotta hand it to the producer trying to find a creative way to attach a microphone to a onesie. Was uh, was quite the experience. <laughs> but um I just there was one little well, – there was one like – a. Oh, she must have been a producer or something from a different show, and you could, like, hear under her breath. She's just, like, weirdo.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, and I'm curious, how how did you manage to land the gig? Like, how did you um... – Oh, it was, it was legit just
1: advertised on their Instagram, and they – after every episode, they put the shout-outs. Like, if you want to come on,
0: go on uh, Mastermind's website, Australia, and just apply. Oh, wow. Wow. That is – that is awesome. I didn't know it was that. I didn't know it was that straightforward. Um, that is really cool. And is it? That's as easy to me. As easy as two minute noodles. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm curious. After that, like, did you have like friends and family like uh, reach out to you? Like, what was what was that like? Um, sorry, you
1: got the police going past. Oh, I live in a place called Curry Curry. The place so crap they named it twice, and it's known for being a bit rough. But um, oh, I just. Um, I, I embraced it like I've got the type of personality who likes to entertain and make people giggle if I can and I shared it with everyone and I, my brother just sent me a message saying good job dickhead <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh that's that's awesome i i absolutely love that you know um it's just like it's such a gift to 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 people to make them laugh it's like you know what they say like laughter is the best medicine um and i think in this particularly like shitty time the past couple of the past year or so like honestly yeah. laughing just feels just feels awesome and i'm really i'm really happy that you um that you you, you, you love making other people laugh and that's such a big part of what you do. And something I wanted to ask you as well was what is it that you actually like do? Are you like full time into the podcasting space or do you have like a day job? Like, what does that no, look
1: like? I'm a, I'm a coal miner by trade. So I work day and night shift, um, driving those big haul trucks. So you're about, um, you're sitting about seven and a half meters in the air in these things, and they can carry about 350 tons worth of, of rock or coal and i'm definitely overcompensating when i'm operating those things and, um, so <laughs> <laughs> so we, we do a 12 and a half hour day and night shift rotating roster and so between that I volunteered a local radio station to uh, learn the craft a little bit more and um yeah this is just sort of like a side hustle thing bit of fun
0: wow that's awesome um so did you did you pick up on you know how to like interview people at like the radio show or is that something that you just kind of did on your own podcast i just
1: i've always been able to speak to people i um i kissed the blarney stone so i got the gift of the gab <laughs> no i, I a friend asked me uh who was it four four or five years ago to MC a wedding and i did that and i absolutely smashed it out of the ballpark and uh you know humble brag just kidding i'm coming across as <laughs> <this> so smug <laughs> not
0: at all and,
1: uh, <laughs> and i just um yeah I, I I really enjoyed being in front of people. Um, they called me the Segway King because the jokes were on point. It was like so you get so for example, I like to go with um do, telling a light harder joke than Segway into something new. so for example, you get um the wife to put a hand on the table, then the husband puts his hand on the table. And then you, yeah. you say, mate, remember that, remember how good that feels because that is the last time you're going to have the upper hand. So, anyway, so <laughs> we're going to have some cake now. And I just got this, I just discovered I, I really enjoyed uh, speaking to people and hosting and, um, yeah, I don't know, I kind of wanted to brand myself and finally reach out, I reach out and um, branch out rather go on, mitch get your head in the game champ and um yeah just you know, I, I hear people's stories i guess interesting
0: that's awesome and um so you started your own podcast and what is what has the experience been like on on your podcast like what if what have you say have been some of your favorite guests so far oh
1: although well, at first started out with my stepbrother. Cause he come around and he's like, yeah, man, I'll help you out. And we, we started talking about like uh, relationships and stuff and our, our dating histories. And we shared our story there. And I opened up about mine and I, um, you know, went when like, I, I forgot that we were recording, it was just like two Australian blokes chatting <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, well this is fun and all like you might get a laugh out of it, but over time it's changed to predominantly focusing on storytelling. So, um, after about episode sort of six, my stepsister come on and then she really opened up about, uh, domestic violence and some of the hardships she's faced in her dating history as well. And my best, the second episode, my best mate Brooksie come on and he, um, he spoke about how he tragically lost his daughter at nine months old. You know, that was, that tugged at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. And then episode 14, Bar-kay. she's a, she's from Zanzibar originally. And she was forced into an arranged marriage at sort of age 16. Moved to London, was married to this guy for 10 years, forced to have children with him. And after biding her time for such a long time, she she thought, you know what, bugger this, stuff this, I'm going to leave you. And um, she's transcended and now she's a motivational speaker across the Muslim community worldwide, an author, a life coach. That was one of my, hearing those amazing stories. Um, yeah, Banker's story about... Uh imposter syndrome, she was fun. She's been a bit of a mentor. Shout out to Bianca you're a champion. And you know, that's a few of the um uh, interesting ones. I could I could shout at all the guests so far. They've been absolutely amazing and so kind to give me their time. So, if that answers your question.
0: Yeah, for sure. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm really glad actually Bianca put us both in touch. Um and I, yes, I can, I can see Yeah, shout out Bianca. Um and I can, I can see why, because I feel like in a lot of ways we're both trying to scratch a similar itch and, um, for, for me, I, I love the idea of, of storytelling and I, I want to try and just, you know, uncover stories of people that feel like they're, they're living in, in their element. And, um, I think, I think that's, that's awesome that, that you're doing that. And something I wanted to ask was, you know, what is it about? Um, storytelling that you find so so interesting and exciting? Like what is this drive? Where does that come from to want to kind of um, bring stories to light that may not otherwise have the opportunity to do so? I think or well, for starters, that itch
1: you're trying to scratch, maybe it's a mitch you're trying to scratch. I'm sorry, it's Bundy Sunday. <laughs> um storytelling. I um so the Segway Master. So anyways, cake now. Um so we it's about I, I love getting invested in characters. So as far back as I can remember, like I'm a eleven and twelve year old kid. I remember playing like video games or reading a book or watching a series always wanting to know what happens next you know the series is over but what happens next or you buy a video game i don't get me wrong multiplayer is fine and all the multiplayer users out there shout outs but i'm a, i bought medal of honor and battlefield to play the story mode metal I, I just i enjoy playing through something and interacting with things and like halo is my favorite game not so much for the multiplayer, but I just want to know what happens to Master Chief. I just have to know. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think it, it's that. It's escapism. It's it's uh, investing time and effort. It's it's being like a uh, you can take in like what the author or what the creator is trying to to tell, and you know you can and with that you can resonate in some ways. And and um, at the end of the day, I mean, I. What I truly love about it is the fact that you are able to realize just how big of a wide world it is out there, whether it's a fiction or a real story, a fact or a fiction story. Sorry.
0: yeah, I that makes that, sense. That's, that's awesome. Um, and I, I love, I love to hear your perspective on, on storytelling and, and, and where you've come from as well in, in that, um, I'm, I'm really curious, like ov- over time, did you like this, this knack that you have for making people laugh and like for, for, for storytelling, is that something that developed over time or have you always been like that from a young age? Um, I think I've always had it. I mean,
1: I was always like the, I was always a very shy, anxious kid, but I remember there were times where I was, you know, a little bit flamboyant. I mean, no shame. So every, you might've heard one of the episodes of speaking to my stepsister. um, when I was a so, my parents split when I was about seven or eight. So, my dad then met my stepmom, and I have three step siblings. So, it was my brother, myself, and those three were all about the same age. And, and nine year old Mitchell always had his penis out called Freddie, and like he was always entertaining. Um, <laughs> and yes, and 20 odd years later, it still hasn't grown any. Um, but you know, you've got a good family when they address a letter as a joke to Freddie because he was a resident because he was out that much. <laughs> <laughs> On Christmas time, they presented him with a letter. I'll never forget it. It was so funny. Um, and then, I don't know, just bad example of always, you know, entertaining, but I'd always like to do drama as a kid. I always liked to um, play around with voices and do a bit of like, <laughs> hi-ho, come the frog here. <laughs> and like teach yourself. um yeah, it's, it's just good fun. Like I had a, other friends who was who was similarly minded and between playing soccer, footy and, you know, doing drama at school. Um, it was good fun. And I love it. Yeah, so, yeah, so that's pretty much it. I
0: love that. You, Your come at the frog impression is really good. Can you do any other voices?
1: Uh, I can do a few. I can do. Oh, Scoop, I'm scared, Scoop. Soinks. Whoa, wacky. <laughs> 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 oh um, my gosh, that's amazing! Okay, oh my gosh, check it out, butthead <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it, Beavis? <laughs> that's
0: not as good. Bung hole, bung Um, that's a few. <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, that's amazing! You, you. Oh my gosh, you must be like. Have you have do you um have you done many prank calls before?
1: A few. I am. Um, I convinced the guy that. Um, I, so I did a prank call, and I was being like, uh, I rang a we rang a store, and I was pretending to be Shaggy, and I was trying to find uh, the clerk. Actually went to see if there was Scooby snacks for sale. <laughs> like, um, like man, totally. I'm just looking for some. No, I, it's lost it now. But I was just looking for Scooby snacks, and my friend was absolutely losing it. <laughs> I was, yeah, a few, no much more than anyone else. I was a good kid. What are you talking about? <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. I, I love that. Um, you know, like I, I would love to actually learn how to become better at impressions and whatnot. I I had a bit of a reputation for, um, doing some prank calls. I want to say in my earlier, in my earlier teens, like whenever we would, um, go on, on school trips, um, it was the best thing ever because I would figure out like, where like the rooms where my friends were staying and then i'd call them up pretending to be um be the reception and i would tell them um oh yeah you know like you're 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 playing some some videos that like um you know these are like not free channels you're gonna have to pay for that this is like inappropriate content are you over the 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 correct age and (laughs) they would like freak out and I remember um once um one of my friends um immediately after receiving that call, he left his room he started coming down the stairs, he was like kind of like sweating you gotta remember like we were probably like fifteen sixteen at the time, so he was like shitting it um and he was coming <laughs> down he was coming down the stairs and he was like really red, it was like, "Oh hey Peter, how's it going um and he's like, oh good, good, um." And yeah, he didn't we didn't tell him until like the day after and he spent like a whole day kinda of like really really anxious. But um Poor bugger. <laughs> <laughs> poor guy. We love Peter though. Shout out Peter, i love you. You don't need pay But that's 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 awesome. Um I'll, okay, so I wanna talk a little bit more about um What's kind of been happening with you and and um and mastermind it seems like you have got some really good publicity lately because of this stunt and i'm curious is there anything in the pipeline that you want to or rather maybe you know maybe you don't want to talk about it um do you have like um any other ideas of stunts that you want to pull off
1: yes actually i was um (laughs) Uh, there is something that I actually today I went back to the Scrubs fan page and posted something. I um, obviously oh, this is going to sound stupid for saying this, but um, I'm a single guy, right? And this will be the first time it's public knowledge. I want to put myself out there, find myself a lady. Oh, in such a in such a way that. Cause I know if she's going to put up with all this, she's going to either be the most patient person in the world or it'd be as silly as I am, I'd say. So, and in order to do that, like I wanted to do it in such a way that it's unique and it's fun. And it's not the, you know, the, the, the stigma of online dating and stuff. I just want to do something that's fun and it shows the personality. And so I want to put it out there. Um, I'm gonna ask all the people I've collaborated with to put it out there too, maybe. And um and see if I can maybe have a nice Zoom date with someone and hit it off and uh yeah. International or national, doesn't matter. Um if she's the one, she's the one. <laughs>
0: That's that's amazing. We should all start rolling ads before, you know, our podcast saying, "Hey, you know, um we're looking for a, a gal a gal for Mitch, um uh, or a guy, you know. Um and and um you know, if anyone's interested, like hit hit, hit Mitch up. That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um But yeah, I I'm curious to know about yourself, Aaron. Like you said you like uh storytelling. So where did it all start for you and what what made you decide to to kick this project of yours off
0: yeah that's a that's a good question mitch uh, you know in in all of the episodes i've done so far no one has asked me that that question um and it's so for me i i love i love I love stories. I love, I love storytelling. And in my day job, I'm actually, I'm actually a software engineer. Um, and so <laughs> a lot of people in my, um, in my kind of position or role, it's kind of a stereotype. They kind of just like to hide behind the keyboard and just kind of like code away. Um, I don't like talking to people. Like if I can text your email, you like, Oh my gosh, like talking to people in person, like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I've actually always loved the idea of, breaking that stereotype and in my day job I love talking to people I love like I'm a really curious person and I work at a tech company so um I start thinking oh how do they do that thing that like feature and I'll just like you know hit someone up and say hey I would love to learn more about this thing like can we have like a chat sometime I just love to talk to you and I really enjoyed that and I, I realized after some time I'd be doing this for so often for so long that I was uncovering some really interesting stories of people. They had like incredible backgrounds, people who were working for like, you know, 10, 20 years. They have amazing stories. Um, not just like professional, but also like personal stories as well. And I I I loved it. It was it was it it felt so um, it felt so so interesting and I, I got so curious and I thought it would be awesome to actually share some of some of these stories with other people. And that's kind of where the idea from the podcast came from. I wanted an excuse to talk to interesting people to uncover their stories and also learn how to become a better storyteller myself, because I, just like you, I also really like, um, really like storytelling. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about, um, you know, what kind of brought, brought me to do, to do the, the, um, the podcast. So yeah. And, you know when i heard of of you and and sort of your podcast it does seem like we're trying to scratch a similar itch which is why i was i was so excited to 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 have you on and i think one of the things that you do that is so awesome is that you also know how to make every episode seem a little bit lighter and you do that through your amazing comedy and and your humor and i absolutely absolutely love that um something i did want to ask was do you have any advice or tips for people that want to infuse a bit more laughter in their storytelling do you have any tips or advice are you asking me how do i make other people funny
1: oh geez i've never <laughs> been asked that before wow um good memes help now. i think <laughs> i think if in terms of so the first law about comedy is that if people feel superior to something, they're gonna laugh at it. So one of the things I do is, you know, some Australians self-deprecate. So I'm not saying go out there and bag yourself out by any means. But the idea is if you bring someone in, I don't go inscripted to my episodes. I just have a relaxed thing. Some and not one of them's been a train wreck yet, touch wood, but um, you just if you just make people feel relaxed, make them feel like so yeah, if you can make someone feel superior to something, like that person kicked his toe, haha, sucks to be him, kind of thing. It just you just remember that the people laugh when they're most relaxed. So I think the advice I would be out there to anyone who is starting something who might want to consider entertaining or being funny is just, you know, you gotta pick your crowds, you know, your sense of humor might be different to mine, say. But you sound like me. You're inquisitive and you like to know stuff. And I think that's where the, the the mutual love of storytelling comes from. So that makes us brother brother podcasters. So, um, but see, like you you feel that sense of uh, of calmness. And then, so like for example, I'm looking at you right now. You got a smashing head of hair. Okay, well, thank you. You're like thanks, <laughs> grew it myself. And then you feel superior to it. So then you laugh. There you go. See, it's that easy. And like you know, you can say, "Oh yeah," so that uh, that window out there looks pretty bright outside, Mister Brightside. I'll call you. You know, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. You can just, you can just, um, if you if you're lucky enough to have a a story, which you do, then you'll always find yourself resonating with like-minded people. And that's also another thing. You've got to get rid of the negativity, people that are toxic and just want to bring you down. You know. Being a creative person as yourself, um, you do this for the love of it, you know, and if it happens to be picked up somewhere, hell yeah, that's awesome. But if you surround yourself with good people, good, then you get a good headspace, you're in a good mood, you laugh, it's infectious. Then right there and then you're gonna be at top of your game and more likely have your guests laughing. I think, if that. Yeah, that does make sense. Good job, Mitch. I mean, that wasn't. That's was the first time we've been asked that. I'm quite, I'm proud of that. I've been Mitch Kelly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's that's what this is going in the show notes. By the way, I'm gonna like actually like uh, take take this blurb. That was a beautiful, beautiful quote, Mitch. Um, and- I don't know how to do that. I'll have to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> I can show you, it's not too bad. Um and I, I I absolutely absolutely love that. You know, I think people take life too fucking seriously, man. Like um yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I I love, especially in like formal like situations, right? Like maybe you're giving like a presentation to like your boss or something like that, right? Um I always love just instilling a little bit of humor. Just you're right, it relaxes the mood, right? And um it makes people feel it like a bit more like easy and i i love that sometimes i'll just throw in like um <laughs> it can be like the most bland like presentation but i'll throw in like a picture of something random like um you know a picture of like me watching netflix on the couch or something and then people are like uh sorry next one um <laughs> Classic. Like, wait what <laughs> and then they're judging you on what what show you're watching as well <laughs> yeah because it reminds people like you know we're, we're all human right mm. like what's the point yeah. of putting on this like i i don't know like. I'm I'm not someone who like enjoys like, um, you know, formal speak that much or like, you know, corporate professional speak, because I feel like a lot of the time it almost feels like it doesn't feel that authentic and genuine. It's like, you know, we're putting on like this kind of filter and then um, we might all speak, you know professionally in one context and then as soon as we shut the laptop off that zoom call you know we're like, I hey, was going like uh <laughs> it's yeah. it, it just yeah it feels it feels it feels different um so you, I had to do it I had to do it, uh, a,
1: te- uh, a presentation one day so when I was in my state government role as a road worker then I was a road inspector and sometimes you'd have to get up and present like <laughs> The the list of defects like you found out you know so that guardrails damaged that pavement needs to preparing whatever so i generated this uh, report and I'm there with um, the asset manager the civil manager and my supervisor so they're all there and I got straight up hi
0: ho Mitch here
1: and um, they cracked up so I said look. I said, you you three get paid way too much to, to act interested anyway, so let's get through this and I could be home in time for tea. But and then when, you, when you're able to sort of engage with people and they're like, ho, 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 Now this is coming from an engineer. Here you go, good morning. What's good about it? That's how sour he is. Anyway, so you, if you can, yeah, if you can in court, like break break the the normality, like the... Like the, the stale, so these, this budget reports that in, you know, in the, in the third quarter of the year, there's not going to be any money for tea and coffee or whatever it might be. Um. <laughs> But if you can engage and then engage them as well. So like so this is what my reports find. But as you look at this, I'm gonna ask you right now, what are your thoughts on it? And you engage with people, put them on the spot and make them make them think. Make them, oh, okay, well, oh, I haven't seen this, but initially this sort of thing. Cool, awesome. Let's work on that. You know, you're the boss, so this is the decisions you're gonna make. So that's cool. Okay, what about yourself, sir? And if you can get public feedback and that that way they have it all you can have a high percent of getting people more engaged that way they're more engaged they listen to you and that's those those kinds of people make the best bosses as well not i on this is what i say you're going to do it no no okay you've been on doing this role for 20 odd years what are your thoughts on this you know i was thinking this but i really 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 like um i really like I really appreciate your input here and then then your employee feels higher valued, and then the morale is going to go up. So that's how I think you do that. And you know, and for everything else, there's Mastercard. So <laughs>
0: yeah, um, <laughs> uh, I, I I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it's a great way to 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 ease ease the tension. And uh, I I just love how um, you're able to to ease things up with like your 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 superiors like that that's that's awesome it also takes like it's a little bit risky at times um and i'm curious has have you has this ever like backfired before do you have any stories of that not colossally but it is bigger risk
1: bigger reward though so like Mm. you know i've never lived my life in the gray like you know you've either you're either i call it an autopilot you go to work you go home go to work go home And that's it. Cool. People are happy to do that. That's fine. But to be in a career for so long and then every day to take it home, be sad, take it in your family. I don't believe in that. I believe in being happy. So, you know, if you want to buy that car, if you want to jump out of a plane, you know, do it. If you want it, if it's something that you really want to do, if you want it that much, you'll make the time and effort to do so like you know you wanted to start this pod cool that's awesome man you you, you live living your best life and since you've done that have you found that your um self-confidence has been at an all-time high and that you've learned things about people you never thought you'd learn
0: yeah i mean i i imagine it's been similar for you just um being able to learn about people's stories and um just get different perspectives as well this is really cool like mm-hmm. y- you mentioned um this um this this Muslim leader that you that you interviewed that is so inspiring you know she's cool and that's that's awesome um she has um she's based in London actually and she
1: um she has such an infectious laugh I said so, oh, we released a bonus episode it went on a in, in in brackets virtual date and we had she's like all I want is Nando's and we can go for a walk that's all she's like I'm like wow even I'm too cheap to make that happen but we'll still have a good <laughs> She, her laugh is, oh, she was, her smile, light of the world. Um, and you, you don't get that by sitting at home on autopilot, being sad. You don't get to meet. I know not everyone's extroverted. Some people introverted. And as you said, some uh, stereotypical computer programmers like to stay at home, play games, do the thing. And that's fine. But I guarantee that there's a lot of introverts out there that still have passion projects they want to work on. Some like building cars, some like traveling, some like, you know, doing whatever. I'm into powerlifting as well and I'm working on getting stronger. I like craft beer, so it's it's a it's a mean cycle. <laughs> but you you have to I forget who said it to me, but there is no at the end of the day, there's no point taking the best ideas to the graveyard. You know? The amount of knowledge that those places would have carried whilst those people were alive would have been great. But now it means garbage because they're not here to, to share their amazing stories and, and inventions and thought processes. So if yeah, if you have if you're out there, if you're listening, if you're out there and you and you truly want to do something, like I got to meet two of the absolute favorite actors of my entire life just through talking to people and going on television for 20 minutes and making myself look like a fool, you know, if, if, if anyone can resonate with that and absolutely, um, take confidence in, in either of our stories, then I hope it works out for you because life, it, and especially during this pandemic, I mean, for the last 12 months, the majority of the world's been in isolation or in lockdown after lockdown where you guys are, um, We've been lucky, but we still had a lockdown for, you know, a vast majority of time. And that should be a reminder for people that fast forward those passion projects you want to do. Um, I'm just, yeah, I'm an advocate. I'm, I'll always buy beer or, you know, Nando's for someone who wants to better themselves. And um, that's that's what I truly believe, man. I, I People should do what they want, do what you want, do what you feel. If you get haters, you know what? Chances are there's hatred stemming from jealousy because mm. they can't do what you're doing. It makes you happy. That's
0: that's I'm awesome, Mitch Kelly. I love that. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, yeah. it Looks like the fastest way to to Mitch's heart is uh, craft craft beer and Nando's. So yeah, you heard that, ladies. Um, like <laughs> uh, it's peri-peri nice. I'll tell you. <laughs> i love that um i'm I'm really curious mitch you also sound like you'd be a like i mean would you consider yourself a comedian at this point no i've never i've never got up and uh, entertained in front of
1: people um in terms of doing an open mic night i've never no maybe i don't know just the idea of getting up there and having the confidence to Like make the jokes land I don't know Like I've got content there But I don't know how Will I deliver it Be like So So uh, There was two guys in a bar You suck Okay Like you know Like (laughs) That's it That's in my mind How would it go But I just I never really thought about Going down that route To be honest with you
0: uh i i feel like you'd be a fantastic stand up comedian um like <laughs> i I've, I've been to so in in London we have these things we have like these um, there, there are lots of like um quite famous like comedy clubs um here they've got like the top secret comedy club the comedy store whatnot i've been to quite a couple before the pandemic rolled around and honestly like You've made me laugh like a lot more than a lot of these stand-up comedians that I've gone to see live in person and I feel like you'd be a fantastic personality. Um I'm not sure if it's something you've seriously considered but like man like when's your Netflix special going to come out? Like <laughs> oh, it, it's coming out next fall.
1: It's 101 ways to look at a dickhead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh, it's
1: like my brain comes out with stuff, and I catch up and go. Oh,
0: really? Is that what you're going to go with? <laughs> Do you almost have like two, two, two people in your head? It's you've got like the, the you know, the, the the joke cracker, and then like the more rational side. That's you know, um, like does one work way faster than than the other?
1: Yes, the joke teller. So, I it's got me in trouble a few times. Um, so. Going back, this stems back to being as a kid. My brother is uh, like he's even quicker than me when it comes to stuff. He's he's really good at like putting people in their place. Like, he um, he has his moments. He's not like, I guess, out there as me in terms of being comedic and stuff, but he's just always had me dialed in. And I went up to him one day and I said, Oh, yeah, so uh, I heard a joke the other day, You he goes. Was it your? Was it your autobiography? Was it? You also want dickhead? <laughs> like, well, it wasn't that, but thanks for making me feel like garbage. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he just looks at me, he goes, "He just looked me up and down, like you got nothing." He walked and he did the stride of pride out of there. My like, damn it! Well done.
0: <laughs> Still stings. Fifteen years later. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It looks like you've had like. Um, would you say that your environment growing up has helped you to like develop this sense of humor? Yeah, I think so. Um, we, um, I think
1: because my parents uh, separated and we had to um, meet our step siblings and we had the two households. So you'd have, you know, every school holidays we go down and see them. And, you know, my step siblings and my my dad is a good storyteller he's a he's he's very entrepreneurial and he's very like you know his mates love him because he can work a room like you know he um always is a good entertainer always make sure that your beer's full always make sure that you you know you looked after Uh, my stepmom sweet as pie and my parents my stepdad knows how to do just about everything very cluey man very good on advice, very smart. And my mum is the sweetest lady in the world. And between all four of them, yeah, you get your different personalities and you start to see just how diverse the world is. So that's one, one like positive that spun out of the the separation was that as kids, we were exposed to more so than what a, a general kid might be. And that is that it's a big world out there. And that I think in turn, it helped us mature quickly. And, um, yeah, know, I do an episode with my stepbrother on episode one and my stepsister in episode six, I'm trying to get my, my brother Mark to come on. Um, he, uh, he's a bit shy, but I'm trying to get him. But if he come on, oof, he's got dirt on me that stems back since day one. And, oh, man, if I can, then absolutely would love to have him on. That is – I think, yeah, to go back – geez, this episode should be called Tangents. I should have been a math teacher um, – but yeah to go to go back to your question did it mature me and did it did the the childhood make me funnier yeah i think it did because yeah we saw stuff that wasn't you know in 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 quotation marks the norm so you know we did that and i'm grateful because it made me the the story loving dickhead you see on your screen right now
0: i love that um that's that's awesome. You sound like you'd be such a fun person to go out on a night with. Like um Oh, you should see me at the pub. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that old trivia night and there's
1: a lot of beer coasters I've read and useless facts just popped to mind. Oh man.
0: I love that. You know, I'm actually horrible at um at quiz nights at the pub, but I love them. Like I had this thing where in university I'd go to Thursday night at we had this really like crappy pub called the duck um but i loved it i loved it um and we'd go like every single thursday and uh for 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 quiz night and i loved quizzes but i'm horrible i just realized i actually don't know shit. like (laughs) but there's something about like i don't know it's just the atmosphere just having a good time with your mates um but yeah you know like something something i realized is um I, I know I know some people that in politics actually they they vote for people that they wouldn't mind having a pint with, and I thought that's a really interesting that's a really interesting sort of check that you use to vote for someone. Like most people look at like their policies and stuff. It's like, no, I'd, I'd have a, I'd have a pint with that guy. Yeah, I'll vote for him. Oh, um, what party <laughs> is that one? Can I join? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That'd be sick.
0: Uh but that I thought that was that was very curious. And and for me, like I don't know, the the, the politicians that I'd have pint with pints with may not be the same ones that I'd vote for. I don't know. Um like I That's a humble brag. It's like, oh yeah, I know my local member and uh, we uh
1: sniffed her a few ales of a Tuesday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was my posh impression. That sucked. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: oh wow um okay, i'm curious can you do can you do um can you do an english accent
1: which one oh, i lived in liverpool for a while so you got territory. or you can go to manchester and uh, accentuate your e's and i's and o's a little bit more or you can go go i think you go down to sussex and it sounds a bit more like this yeah i don't you know it there's not one style of uh, accent. I, I was lucky enough to live in your country back in twenty sixteen on a visa for just shy of a year. Um, you know, so Michi sound mate, you wanna get into this like a lettuce? Uh, like it's you know, you, you get um yeah, you know, different variations. And um so does that cross off any of the um
0: any of them for you or not? Absolutely, absolutely. Can you do um- an Australian one? Oh, geez. You know, that just reminds me of, um, there was a, so we have, we have an Australian like cafe nearby. It's called the Curious Roo and it was, um, Australia day. Great names. It's, 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 it's awesome cafe. Actually, they roast their own coffee beans and stuff. It's, it's awesome. And it was Australia day and they were giving free coffee to anyone who could imitate an Australian accent. Um, and that was, that was, that was amazing. Um, i i tried but i i failed horribly like oh my gosh like um let's hear it <laughs> ladies and gentlemen drum like, roll drum I roll i don't know mate. i can't do an australian accent like we, we all want
1: you to give in to beer pressure that's right beer pressure
0: beer pressure oh geez oh geez um i know mate my name is mitch i have my own podcast um i'm here speaking with aaron like um that's the best Not bad Not too bad If you
1: just put O At the end of everything <laughs> Hey I'm Mitchell Hey, you going? Like <laughs> that's a, We We speak our, our English Is so lazy It is so bad It's like You know There was a comparative video Done on YouTube From UK to Australia Because mm-hmm. we're similar um, You know Called Pub a Pub Servo uh, so what's a, what's a servo? So a service station. What my golly, what is that? I'm like, and also Australian <laughs> US is like, what do you call a cookie? A biscuit? What's a biscuit? A cookie? So it's just like you're going to the service station to buy some chocolate biscuits, and Australian is like going to the servo to buy some chalky bickies. It's cool, like just the the different lingo. Even like New Zealand as well, they call we call um, flip flops thongs, and they call thongs jandals. Um, just little things like that, and they got a word for everything. It's like a it's cheer, and we just uh, we just put o at the end of everything. Like going down to the servo, or going to the local sports bar, sports club, uh, going to the going to the bowler, the bowling club. You know, it's just we are so bad in some ways. It's it makes me laugh.
0: Oh, I love that. You know what we call crocs here? Um, a mistake. <laughs> there's that
1: quick wit again nice one mitch
0: <laughs> oh i love that you know i didn't know that um you mentioned you mentioned pub i actually didn't know that in australia you also call them pubs as well that's really but you also say like you know if you want to have a beer do you say oh let's grab a pint is that a thing
1: yeah if the
0: so some areas
1: where i am pints aren't predominant so it's mostly a schooner so you got a pint size, a schooner glass, then a MIDI, or you know, call them pots and pints. So it just depends which part of the country. You're in Melbourne, yes. Um, but yeah, go down for a go down for a few beers at the pub. Australia is obviously founded by the English in Great Britain. So when I was living there, my nickname was Convict. <laughs> Pricks. So if you listen, if you're listening, Andy, you six foot dickhead. And all the time. What you doing, Convict? You come down here and dig me some holes, yeah. I'm like, mate, you're digging yourself. cell keep it up. And I'll put you in a cadaver and I'll no never see you again. You know, like yeah. <laughs> and um, I think also the the interesting people I've worked with over the years have made me come up with some good comebacks as well. And um for example, I, I've, I've I've used to, I've worked in earthworks. I'm working mining now, but I worked in road building earthworks before. And um, I was uh, we're on lunch break and I was bombing with a girl I swipe with on Tinder. And one of the blokes goes, geez, you're digging yourself a hole, Mitch. Huh? I'm like, well, lucky I'm here. I'm going to go hop in the excavator and dig myself out, you dickhead. <laughs> like, you know, just stuff like that. But um, I think it's, yeah, the Aussie banter as well. Yeah. Um, has helped for and the fact that i'm listen to me i'm this mitch kelly this is your life and you if you're world traveled as well it, it, it allows you to grasp different sort of walks of life and, and you can do that that gives you an advantage over people that have had small town syndrome their whole life i think in terms of banter and being like a smart ass so if you, is it, yeah so does that answer your question
0: yeah, totally. Um I, I I love that. And there is something to be said about, you know, having done some travelling and being able to relate to different different people and, and sort of burst your burst your bubble. I, I really like that. I'm a strong believer in that as well because I come from a really small place. Like I'm living in London now, but I'm actually from this place called um called Gibraltar. And um it's like this it's a British overseas territory, but it's at the very bottom of Spain. And there's like it's like a small place and so you know it's kind of easy to develop that like small town, like syndrome, that, you know, um, bubble mentality. Um, and it, it isn't until like a lot of people, you know, kind of go out to study, because most people go to university here in the UK and whatnot, that they kind of pop that bubble and then you're like, oh shit, there's more. <laughs> um, yeah And I love, I, I love that. I think it's it's really important. Um, but that's, 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 that's amazing to hear. Um, and, and Mitch, you know, it's, it's been awesome having you on the show. I think this has been one of my most enjoyable conversations so far. You're such a great entertainer and, and personality. Um, and just before, just before we wrap up, I just wanted to you know to, to ask, um, if you could put up a billboard with one word or phrase that you know thousands of people would see down a really busy highway, what would it be?
1: If I could put up a billboard of anything and it has a phrase on it. Yeah. It'd be a photo of me. Underneath it, it'd say I'd swipe right on that. (laughs) 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 Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's, that's perfect. That's perfect. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is, this is great, great for your, for your, uh, for your Tinder campaign, Mitch. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. That's, that's amazing. Um, uh, well, you know, Mitch, it's been, it's been awesome. Um, if, if any of the listeners want to want to follow you and kind of learn more about what you do and listen to the podcast, how can they do that?
1: So I'm on uh, Spotify, Apple Play, and SoundCloud. Just search for Lifes a Mitch Podcast. Or if you want, I'm on Instagram at Life's Mitch underscore podcast or Life's Mitch Podcast on Facebook. Um, if you've got an interesting story to tell, join the community if you like, and uh, we'll get you on. Like I'm happy to talk to anyone who is confident enough to give me their time, and uh, I guarantee you we'll have a laugh. And the, 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 one, the one thing about the show is we hear storytelling, and at the end – I have a section called "Having a Bitchy with Mitchy," where we just we have a good wine, winch, sook, um, however you want to call it. We just, even if it's about first walk problems, we just get some troubles off our chest, and, and we generally have a good laugh at it as well.
0: I love that. I love that. Well, thank you so much for for coming on the show, Mitch. It's been an absolute pleasure. And you heard that, folks. If you're interested in learning more about Mitch, listening to his podcast and just having a laugh and a good time, please do check out Life's Mitch. I'll leave links in the show notes and I hope you all have a fantastic rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the show. In Your Element uncovers stories and ideas of people living in their element. If you know someone who has a great story or have a story of your own you'd like to share, then get in touch and join our growing community at inyourelement.fm. I would love to see you back here for next episode. As always, keep being you, keep crushing life and keep finding your element. I'll see you in the next one.